Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, August the 16th, and we come to you after a Phillies victory yesterday. How about it? The Phillies get the job done in Cincinnati. A little close for comfort at times. They win 4-3. to three. They were down early, but they put a couple up, uh, runs up when they need to. Noah Syndergaard goes deep. For them, kind of struggles the end, but ultimately gives them enough to let the bullpen finish it out, and they beat a very beatable, very bad Reds team. Very needed victory. Brewers lose yesterday. It was a good day. It was a good day for the Phillies yesterday. As again, they handled business when they needed to handle business. Coming off the disappointing Mets series, look, they didn't blow the Reds out of the water or anything like that, but they won the game. <laughs> when we look back at the end of the season, it doesn't matter how much they won by, how it went. It just matters that they won, and a 4-3 win counts as much as a 14-3 win as far as it goes. Edmundo Sosa coming through last night. Big night for Edmundo. As uh, a lot of Phillies fans eating crow for not liking the move. <laughs> On uh, Twitter last night, but it was a nice night for Sosa. Comes through for the team. Syndergaard as well, a nice night for the trade deadlines. Uh, early looked like Syndergaard was really going to run into some issues, was getting hit pretty hard, but then settled in. Ends up going seven innings, three earn, eight hits, uh, six strikeouts, no walks. Nice to see. And given up two runs through six, um, or through seven, excuse me, looked really good. Came back out for the eight, was only at like 74 pitches, then gives up a homer and they pull him. Only took 77 pitches, though, to pitch, you know, seven innings, ultimately. Um, and the three runs, you'll take that. You'll take that from Syndergaard. Any day, anywhere, you get Robertson, Sir Anthony, boom, boom, and it's done. Nice to see that at the back end. Nice to feel confident with two guys coming into a game and inning each and shutting it down. Uh, what a... A novel concept that is feeling good about the Phillies coming in to close out a baseball game. And I do. I did last night. And look, mea culpa, I was wrong. I, I really thought they brought David Robertson here to be the strictly the closer. And he hasn't been. It's been more Sir Anthony and him. And either way, it's been 
mixing and matching, which is really what you know I expect Thompson to do to a point, but I expected more Robertson than Sir Anthony. It's been more Sir Anthony than Robertson, regardless. Whoever it's been, whatever inning it's been, these guys have, have figured out what needs to be done and getting the job done. Obviously, losing Corey Knabel. He was put on the IL yesterday. That is a loss. Knabel, it seemed, had finally you know, really kind of gotten to where um, a nice spot where we all kind of felt good when he came to a baseball game. It's a shame they lost him. Lot strains. Those things can linger. Those are tough injuries that are tough to get past. It's like obliques and lats and anything in you know, your sides always seem to be really hard for both pitchers and hitters really just the the skills that it takes to play baseball seem to lean on those muscles quite a bit and um uh, i'm not optimistic about when we'll get canable back all i can do is hope that we'll get canable back at some point that can help and and obviously if not you hope that this bullpen can weather the loss and and look looks like trading for david robertson that much more of a good decision right now at this point as the Phillies, um, uh, you know, it's a shame they lost Canable, but at least we have guys who we feel decent with back there. Sam Coonrod back from the IL. We'll see what he can give us. Obviously, had some really nice moments for the Phillies last year. Someone who I think, you know, at times I have trusted. So um, we'll see how that goes. Regardless, again, having Roberts and having Sir Anthony, having guys that you can trust the back end has really been um, just. Honestly, more than anything, it's been just so nice to watch as a Phillies fan to not feel like um, you know the Phillies are gonna break my heart at any moment, any second, all the time. You know, um, it, it's nice, it's nice. So we'll hope Canable can get back. Either way, nice to see the bullpen getting the job done again last night. Sir Anthony and Robertson a really uh, clean end of the game. Um, it only took the Phillies 95 pitches to get through a complete game. You know, they give up three runs, but still only 95 pitches between their three pitchers, less than a hundred pitches to get through the game. That is rare. You know, you certainly don't see that with the Phillies that often. Um, so nice to see offensively. They did just enough to win the game. They went down early two nothing in the second and Syndergaard was getting peppered early. You know, a lot of, Contact, you know, that's the thing with Syndergaard. Um, doesn't you know, and last night more than than he's had the swing and miss, but for the most part, it feels like you know, people are going to put the bat on the ball. Um, the uh, Phillies' improved defense certainly helps that. Sosa just picking it at third. I mean, that guy's what a stud defensively, and we knew that coming in, but whether it's short or third, I mean, this guy just makes plays. He is a phenomenal, phenomenal defensive player. And those guys are valuable, and especially valuable when so when a guy like Syndergaard's on the line. I think that's probably why you saw Sosa in the field last night. I know you're going up against lefty; that helped too. But um, you know, I think the fact that Syndergaard, you know, allows balls to be hit and play at a pretty high rate of frequency is a reason that you're going to play a guy like Sosa when he's out there. And I think that makes a ton of sense. I think it's smart. Look at Rob Thompson, common sense managing for the win yet again. Phillies go down 2-0 in the second, get it back quickly in the top of the third, and Nick Castellanos' RBI single followed by an Edmundo Sosa two-run single, 3-2. Phillies all of a sudden, the Phillies in the fifth yet again, Edmundo Sosa again as Segura doubles, then Sosa doubles him around to score 4-2. That was it, offensively, for the Phillies. Uh, Again, the Reds will put up one in the eighth, but the Phillies win it 4-3. Again, Edmundo Sosa, the star of the evening, goes two for four with three RBI. Three of the team's four runs created by him. Uh, Nice night for JT, two for four with a 
runs scored. Cassianos gets that RBI hit that was necessary. Segura scores that run. Everyone kind of involved. And how about it? Yet again, Schwarber's not back yet, but Bryson Stott doing a fine job at the top of the lineup. Stott goes three for five yet again. Don't look now. Bryson Stott is batting 225 on the season. Wow, right? <laughs> wow. I mean, how long have we talked about Bryson Stott being 180, 190, 170, 180, all that? He's batting 225. Think about how good he has had to be over the last month or whatever to go from 190 to 225 at this point in the season. That ain't easy to do. Super impressed with Stott. leading off. Um, again, I, I honestly think like, I don't know what more you could ask for from Stott this season in terms of, of the future, you know, in terms of how you feel about this kid moving forward. The fact that he came in and struggled the way he did offensively. Obviously, you know, he's been pretty good defensively all season long, honestly. I mean, he's kind of done a really nice job all season defensively. I have no qualms with what we've gotten from him defensively, and, and they moved him around. He's, he's been solid at every position he's played, and obviously great second base, solid shortstop. Really, really nice to see, but offensively, the way this kid has turned his season around, the way he has gone from someone who, again, and and thank goodness, honestly, like, thank goodness he got to play. <laughs> thank goodness they got rid of Joe Girardi. Thank goodness there were some injuries and stuff because, you know, if it were Girardi, Stout wouldn't be in the lineup now. He wouldn't have had this time to figure it out. He wouldn't have been given the opportunity to put it together when he was struggling. He would have been pulled. We know that. That's the way Girardi worked. He wouldn't have gotten the consistent opportunities it takes to become a good ball player. And Stadi is becoming a good ball player. Like, you should be ecstatic about this guy's future. Bullish. He's going to be a major league player. This guy's going to be a major league player for the Phillies. Like, he's good. And the at-bats he has, the way he grinds, the way he goes up there and works it. I mean, the fact that he's batting leadoff the fact that Schwarber goes out, Stott's leadoff hitter, and he's thriving at the top of the lineup. A lot of people are talking about wanting him to stay in the leadoff spot when Schwarber comes back. That's how good he's been there. It's it's astounding. It's thrilling. Great job, Bryson. I mean, this kid deserves a ton of credit for working through it. And think about the big hits he's had this year. The walk-off homer. The homer in the top of the ninth in that 9-7 win that was a thriller. You know, the big, the big spots he's come through. And then just the... Again, the consistency with which he's worked through his struggles this season, the fact that he never strikes out. Since June, he's more like, what, fourth best in baseball, eighth best in baseball in strikeouts, like top 10 in baseball in strikeout percentage, a left-handed hitting rookie? It's so much harder for these left-handed kids going up against these lefties late in games, slider after slider after slider after slider, and Stott never strikes out. Kid always finds a way to put the bat on the ball, and again, he is a young Rookie. So impressed. So impressed with Bryson Stott. Really. I, I really am. I'm 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 very confident in his future. Like I think he's a uh, gonna be a major league regular, the Phillies. And that's man, the Phillies don't do that. I mean, between Stott and Boehm batting you know, one and three last night, the last few nights, I mean, it really is it's exciting. It's exciting because we don't we don't do that in recent years. We don't draft guys high and turn them into something, you know, that never seems to happen. It never seems to happen. And when we stop and boom, I think we got two. I think we got two dudes who are part of this thing moving forward. It's exciting stuff right there. That's exciting stuff. And they're both playing a role in helping this team this year and what valuable experience that is, too, to be able to contribute 
to a playoff team. You know, that that is massive. I mean, Alec Bowman, and Bryson Stock get playoff at bats this year. I mean, what kind of what better learning experience is that is there than that for these guys? You know, it's really um I'm really impressed. I'm really impressed with what these guys have done and and particularly Stotty coming back from the brink. You know, batting 225, that is that is unbelievable. Honestly, it really is unbelievable. Um, it's so great to see, again, three for five last night. It's just done a really, really great job in the leadoff spot. And again, the Phillies get the job done last night, hit just enough, pitch just enough. For a 4-3 victory over Cincinnati that you needed in a big way. It was great to see the Phillies do that again last night. We also see the Brewers lose to the Dodgers. Dodgers, speaking of which, um, news from the Dodgers, and obviously, you know, Phillies not competing with the Dodgers for a uh, uh, playoff spot or anything like that, but you could see the Dodgers in the playoffs if you win the first round and all that type of stuff. And the... uh, Walker Bueller, their ace, done for the season. That is a loss. That is a significant loss. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens, but that is definitely a blow to the Braves. Again, last night with the Brewers' loss, you love to see it as the Phillies uh, move to a full two games up on the Brewers, which is really like three with the tiebreaker. Padres don't play, so the Phillies move a half game back up in front of the Padres looking at the overall standings um, quickly, just going around baseball. We haven't really taken a look lately. Uh, Met the Yankees still way out in front in the AL East. They are ten games up on the Rays and Jays, but um, the Yankees also uh, obviously have have gone fallen, fallen in a big way from being the best team in baseball. Now not even the best team in the American League. That would be the Astros. Guardians still out in front in the Central, a two game lead over the Twins and the White Sox. That is the most competitive division in the sport outside of the NL Central. The two Centrals, the most competitive divisions. This one really the most competitive in the sense they have three teams trying to win that division and none of them likely to make it as wild cards. So uh, it's actually a really exciting division race there. Obviously, the coming into the season, the White Sox, the massive favorite. Um, Twins make some moves this offseason, made some moves at the trade deadline. The Guardians, they just shed salary and keep winning games. What a well-run organization. Uh, you know, we talk always about the Rays, the Guardians, the original Rays, and uh, and still doing it. Uh, really, really, really impressed with that. Uh, we'll see how that one shakes out. The West is Houston's to lose. Houston 12 games up on Seattle. Seattle, you know, a wild card spot. We'll look at the wild card rankings in a sec, but you know, we always talk about the uh, Mariners and the Phillies with the two longest droughts in baseball without making the playoffs. Chance! Both those droughts end this season. National League, uh, the Mets still out in front, obviously, in the NL East. They have the second-best record in baseball, not just in the National League. It's 75-41. and 41. The uh, Houston Astros is 75-42, so a half game worse. The Dodgers at 80-34, and 34, the best record in baseball. That is insane. They're five and a half games up on the Mets. And the Mets have the second-best record in baseball. That's just stupid. It's stupid. I mean, that's stupid. <laughs> just... Dodgers, man. Uh, Braves are only four and a half back in the Mets. Noteworthy as the Phillies six back of the uh, the Braves for that one. Central, St. Louis, um, who is a half game worse than the Phillies since they didn't play last night. The Phillies 64 and 51. St. Louis 63 and 51. They are two games up on the Brewers. And then out west, the Dodgers are 17 games up on the Padres, who are a playoff team. And the Giants have been uh, playing better baseballs. The Giants have taken uh, seven of their last ten. They are uh, one game above five hundred. 
22 and a half back of the Dodgers, but in it, um, theoretically, at least for the wild card, as we take a look at the wild card standings, American League, uh, it's actually a pretty tight race right now with the Mariners uh, a half game up on the Rays and Jays. Uh, those are your three wild card teams. So those three teams separated by a half game. Uh, and then right after that, the Orioles are a game and a half back. The Minnesota and Chicago are two back. And Boston's five back. So that's going to be a really interesting race out there. Is that really could really could come down to the wire with those teams. You know, I'd like to see the Mariners make it. They went for it. They traded for Luis Castillo, you know. I'm rooting for the Mariners, too. Uh, all right. Uh, a uh, National League feeling pretty good where the Phillies are at. 64-51. and 51. They are six games behind the Braves for that top wild card spot. They are a half game in front of the Padres, and they are two up on the Brewers. Again, plus that. Excuse me. They're two and a half up on the Brewers, plus the uh, the extra game they have in the tiebreaker, essentially. Two and a half up, and then there's six up on the uh, Giants, who are now 58-57. So, um, you know, the Giants hanging in. Uh, I still don't think they're as, you know, real uh, contenders as these other teams, but they, they are hanging around, so you have to at least mention them. But, you know, it really does continue um, to be an impressive showing. I mean, just the fact that, you know, if you, you play this out, you know, we are going to have an 86-87-88 win team not in the playoffs this year. Without a doubt, it looks like. I mean, just the fact that when you look at the, um, you know, sixty-three and fifty-four Mariners are the best wild card team in the American League, uh, and they wouldn't be in the playoffs in the National League. They would be uh, behind the Padres. You know, the Padres are sixty-five and fifty-three. The Mariners are sixty-three and fifty-four. You know, so um, really competitive in the National League, and that's why it's. You're so tough. It's it's like, of course, right, that the Phillies, the first time that they are back, you know, real, real good team again and not hovering around 500 but could get lucky because they're in a bad division or or the wild card race is a, a cheapie. No, no, no. You know, it's, it's, of course, the first time they're good in a long time. It's really, really legitimately good. It's the year that there's, you know, a bunch of good teams fighting for the playoffs. That that's just the way it seems to go without um without fail for the Phillies. And that is why, you know, look, it will be a, a tough break for whichever of these teams doesn't make the playoffs. And again, I've said multiple times, I, I really do think that the Brewers will be the odd team out. I think they will fall apart. They're already the one who has look, they had about a three game lead on the Brewer on the uh, Cardinals for the division, you know, just a, a week and a half, two weeks ago. And they're already two games back at the Cardinals and two and a half back at the Phillies now, you know, two back at the Padres. So they've already lost ground over the last few weeks and they're, you know, trending in the wrong direction. I think that from a talent perspective, you know, their pitching is really good, but they did trade Josh Hader. That was a move that really signaled to the team on the field, hey, you know, we're, we're not going for it, going for it, you know, and then... You know, you lose Hater, and then on top of that, you know, just offensively a, a real challenged team. You know, they win with pitching. They have a great staff, great starters, great relievers. They're good. They've made the playoffs what, like four years in a row or something like that. You know, four out of five. You know, they've they they are a playoff team con- consistently. You know, in this this uh, generation or this you know uh, era of baseball right now. You know that we're in. Um, but again, I think the Phillies are more talented, top to bottom. I think they're a more talented baseball team. I think they have a better opportunity to get in there. They have an easier schedule. We've gone through them. You know, it's not way easier or anything, but it's definitely easier than the Brewers' schedule. The Cardinals also have an easier schedule. Um, 
And look, the Padres, you know, who knows? You know, we keep expecting the Padres to take the leap after going out and getting one Soto and all that. No Tatis coming back, a blow to them. Um, you know, Padres aren't a lock to, to be out of the Phillies or anything, and they're not out of the Phillies right now, and the Phillies do hold the tiebreaker on them. Again, I know we talk about it all the time, but it is, you know, for because we're so used in baseball to, to playing an extra game, right? You know, 163rd and all that. They always do the, well, you know, they're tied. Let's play tomorrow and see who wins and all that. And they're fun. The one-game playoffs are great, but especially in that case, you know, where it is a tied thing and not like a, a wild card game. Um, but this year they've gone because of adding the extra wild card and the need for a more, um, you know, tightened up schedule or more short schedule. They have, um, opted for tiebreakers and it's the head to head matchups is the first one. And, and for the Phillies to own the tiebreaker over the Brewers, the Cardinals and the Padres, the three teams that they're directly competing with for a playoff spot. I mean, it's a really big deal. It's a really big deal. Uh, we can't underrate how important that was that they were able to win this, especially, I mean, the Padres one came by winning the game at Harper, you know? So, um, really, truly, I mean, it really is like having an extra game in the standings on them. You know, I mean, that, it's huge. It's huge. It is, it is as big a thing as we have going for us right now. Um, so that's a big deal. Um, and again, just in general, I think this Phillies team is good. They, they, again, like we talked about after the weekend in New York, consistently, anytime you count this team out, anytime you feel like, you know, they're going to fall apart or this or that or they're they're in the midst of a swoon or whatever they always they always fight back they battle they fight their adversity you know as a team that has continually this season found ways to win games we expect them not to you know found ways to um you know produce when we expect them not to they've found ways to surprise us in a good way instead of a bad way and all those things that I do think that, you know, over the, 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 what we've seen in the season so far, I think it'd be silly at this point to not believe in this team. Now, again, as we have talked about today and, and multiple days and sure will many times again, like, yes, they could still be really good, play good baseball and, and, and be, you know, for lack of a better phrase, bleep out of luck, right? You know, they can, they could, they could just lose out to better teams. The Brewers could get hot. The Padres could get hot. The Cardinals could get high, you know? Um, but I think they're going to get there. I think they're, they're a good enough team where I think one of these other three will fall apart more than the Phillies do. And again, look, that's saying something because we know what September's are like here in Philly. Um, good news uh, in that Bryce Harper, on the horizon, and that's something we haven't talked about enough, but just the boost that this team can get, even forgetting just from the, him playing, just what he can mean to the team. But Harper takes some swings on the field yesterday at Citizens Bank Park. Dombrowski said they're shooting for September 1st as a potential return date. That would be thrilling. What a big thing that would be to get Bryce Harper back for this team for the month of September, the stretch on sweet of September. The, uh, Playoff scheduling was announced as well yesterday, and uh, you know, give us some time to get Arbor back. Game one of the World Series will be Friday, October twenty eighth. Game seven, November fifth, if needed. Uh, all four wild card series will be three consecutive days, October seventh through the ninth. The season ends a little bit into October now, I believe the fifth, so a little different than years past. But if we're looking for the Phillies to be playing in a wild card series, it'll be three straight days, the seventh. Through the ninth, each division series will start on October 11th, NLCS October 18th, and October 19th 
for the ALCS. So this should be fascinating stuff. Really exciting. Again, getting Harper back, the idea that um, that you could have Harper back for the entire month, the entire month of September um, for the stretch run. And, and not just the importance of having him back for winning those games in September and the boost it gives the team and all that. It also um, really adds to the team's um, really adds to Harper's ability to be ready for the playoffs. You know, it really gives Harper more of a chance to, you know, get in shape, get the timing back, get the power back, all that stuff for the playoffs itself, not just to win those games, get in the playoffs, which also is obviously massive important. But um, if Harper can find a way to, to get back and really get in shape by the playoffs, I mean, you know, get really exciting. All right, back at it tonight against the Reds. Kyle Gibson on the hill against TJ Zoik or Zook or whoever. I don't know how to say it. I think it's Zoik. Either way, we'll find out tonight. Literally never heard of this guy before in my life, so that's good. Gibby's been good lately. And then Suarez versus, let me give you another guy I never heard of before, Nick Lodolo tomorrow. So a couple pitchers I've never heard of before. So the Phillies better take advantage of this. Again, the schedule really does shake out well for the next little bit. Showed on the broadcast last night. They have uh, you know two more against Cincinnati, then four against the Mets at home, and then in Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Arizona, San Francisco, Miami, Washington, Miami. That is through September 11th. Excuse me, through September 15th. The Phillies, uh, other than the Giants, who now are over 500, they're 15 and 57. But other than the Giants, all teams with losing records for essentially the next month. You know, other than the Mets and the Giants, a month without winning records. So. Big stuff. Take advantage of these games. You got to beat the Reds. You got to beat these teams that you're supposed to beat when you can beat them. It is so crucial. So we'll see what they do tonight. We'll see if Gabby can go out and deal again. And whatever happens, we'll be back. Let's talk about it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.